everything that we're dealing with with our children, those are things that we need to be stewarding. Those are things that we've been entrusted with. And those are things that we need to bear. We need to bear that burden, not them. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to the BKF Podcast. We are so excited you're here with us today. Uh, If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like, share, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you on our podcast. Uh, If you happen to be listening on Audible, just know that the full video format of this podcast is on our YouTube channel. You can go check that out, subscribe, and be notified every single week when we drop a new podcast. Today, we are moving forward on our series with parenting and co-parenting. If you haven't already, last week, we just kind of did a broad overview of what we're going to discuss, which is really the healthy factors for co-parenting, which is communication, discipline, and finances. Again, all of this is uh, predicated on our book that is releasing in September called Blended and Redeemed. So today, we're going to dive into communication. Yeah, you guys. So the first practical obstacle, so to say, speak, is uh, that we first must face when co-parenting is just basic communication. Um, And, you know, one of the things that we first start off with talking about in the book is do not ever communicate through the children, which which is a a big mistake. And a lot of us do it. Well, it it, it becomes the easiest way. Right. So let me put a scenario in, in place is so you, you, maybe you have a child who's eight, nine, ten. You know, old enough to like remember things and communicate things. So the child's going back over to the other house, and then you're you're wanting to relay a message to the uh, other parent that hey, uh, they didn't pay an expense, you know, or something of that nature. And so you accidentally tell the child like, hey, remind your mom or remind your dad that they still owe me for this. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, that child becomes the bearer of adult information yeah to the other parent right and what 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 is that what message is that sending to the child and how yeah. confusing is that yeah so um it doesn't matter if it's a scheduling matter or you know a confrontational comment your child is not meant to be the buffer and one thing that we talk about in the book is um triangulization and so oftentimes when two people and this is a uh, kind of like a therapist yeah. term here, but what triangulization can be, you guys, it's where two people, there's conflict or there's anxieties going on and you bring in a third person to kind of be that buffer. Yeah. And oftentimes in blended families, that is the children. And so, um, you know, making your child the messenger again, like Scott said, or like you said, is that, um, it puts that un, um, unneeded, unwanted stress and just that burden on their shoulders that they weren't meant to carry. Um, yeah. Because again, everything that we're dealing with with our children, those are things that we need to be stewarding. Those are things that we've been entrusted with. And those are, those are things that we need to bear. We need to bear that burden, not them. Yeah. When you, when you entrust a message to the child and they become that vessel to communicate the message, um, understand that that child doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. And, and they're probably, it's dependent upon their age, they're probably smart enough to evolve the message to a point where it may be not, maybe it's not the complete message or maybe it's turned in a way that uh, 
uh, fits a different need for them. So all of a sudden, they're put in this place of authority because the parents can't take the authority to communicate together anyway. Right, right. So... Uh, don't communicate between the child with the child and make sure that you are taking steps to make sure that that does not happen. Like you were saying, Scott, I love that you said that they don't want to upset either parents. And so oftentimes when you put your children in that position, um, it creates extremely poor communication between the parents. And so you, when you were t- when we were talking about the loyalty that children have for their parents, if mom's saying one thing and then they're relating that to dad, you know, they might change the verbiage of what's what's yeah. going on, and then all of a sudden it's like telephone the telephone yeah. game. What the first person says by the time it gets to the person at the end, it's a completely different story. It's mm. a completely different comment. And that oftentimes just breeds ground for misinterpretation. It can um, create. Um, you know, chaos or dysfunction, um, you know, and then it becomes an argument of, well, that's not what I said, but you know, this is what the child said. And, you know, again, that's why it's so important for the parents to be the primary contacts for communication and not the children. Yeah. And I would also, I'm just going to put one more caveat in here is I know that there's a tendency. So as the child gets older and as you look at them and say, well, they can handle more Mm -hmm. or you know, maybe they're 14, 15, and you're like, well, they, they can relay this message. They, it's no big deal. I can communicate through them. Understand that that's, again, your anticipation of their ability mm-hmm. is still not in line with correct parenting. Right. Uh, a child is a child for a reason, and and, and what we bear on them uh, affects them in a lot of different ways. So yeah. d- don't be hesitant uh, to... I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but really what I'm thinking is, is as the child gets older, don't think that these rules don't apply. Right. So, yeah. but the question is, is when it comes to communication is if you're not going to communicate through your children, Mm -hmm. how often should you communicate and what would that, what does healthy look like? Yeah. Um, And so for us, you guys, we think that having communication with your ex regularly, that's a good thing. Um, Again, it leaves no room for there to be any questions or for there to be confusion of, oh, I thought you were taking care of this or you were picking them up here. Um, So having a regular type of communication is important. If you you have a great relationship with your ex-spouse, and you can talk on the phone and text, that's awesome. Some people don't. So they rely on technology and apps and things like that. Maybe it's email. Um, But doing it on a regular basis, um, again, it just provides um, less room for there to be any confusion or um, forgetfulness or things like that to happen. Yeah. And and depending upon the age of the children and and really what's going on in their situation, more or less communication may be required. I I mean, if your kids are younger, you know, that may be something that you're communicating, you know, on the regular. I know we have younger kiddos and, you know, there's, there's, there's always something going on. There's a teacher's thing. Cause I'm gonna tell you schools man, they, they overpower you with all things that are going on. So there's always something, uh, you know, to happen or there's, you know, a rash here or a cut here or Mm -hmm. something's going on. So those communication patterns when they're younger should be a little bit more regular. Yeah. And when you're, when you're like, okay, Vanessa and Scott, what is regular? Regular can be different for everybody. It may depend on Mm -hmm. the, the type of career that your ex-spouse is in. Um, you know, maybe they have a job where they are out in a field for Mm -hmm. weeks at a time. So you're not able to get to them. Um, 
you know, as often on a regular daily basis, you know, things like that, you know, everyone's situation is different. So I think you need to, one thing we need to do at the beginning is establish what is regular. And maybe, you know, if that's, if that's okay, regular for us is communicating twice a week. Maybe it's every other day, maybe it's once a week. Um, but whatever that is for you, just sticking to that and being obedient in that plan to, Mm -hmm. to have that intentional communication. And as kids get older, you know, their schedules change. Our son is now 16. He'll be 17 (laughs) next year. And, you know, he, he does a lot of communicating with his dad and then, you know, and with myself. So that communication hasn't been often, but we do make it a point to touch back together. You know, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about, um, school year schedule and summer schedule and vacations and Mm -hmm. things like that, he's about to start driving. So, you know, we're in communication with things like that. Um, but because he is 16 going on 17, um, you know, he is more involved in having communication, but again, we make sure to have those, um, conversations. Conversations, um, so that we know what is going on and each other is aware of his circumstances. Yeah. Um, if you have those older kids, I, I know that you're, you're probably in our same boat is, you know, we, we tend to be, uh, kind of a victim to their schedule, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so many things going on and so many, uh, events that are happening mm-hmm. and really, you know, I'm going to use this to kind of play into a series that we're going to do in a couple of weeks, but that communication also deals with the finance side of it as well. So as, you know, especially as kids get older, we know they get more expensive, more expensive, man, do they get more expensive? So communicating of future events, especially when the kids are older, say, Hey, this is coming down the pipeline. Uh, our 16 year old or our 15 year old may not remember to tell you, but they have this sport coming up or they have this, you know, this expense coming up that we need to be in constant communication with. Um, so that just, again, it, it helps ease the burden mm-hmm. uh, as you move down that line. Yeah. And I think a good example, and I'll just use one for our family. So uh, Michael's dad reached out to us early in the spring and he knew, hey, this summer, um, I'm going to have this week off from work and we're going to take our family yeah. vacation. And that was great for us because then we had so much advance notice that we could mark it off on our calendar. And then we could also take a look at his football schedule because yeah. here in Texas, y- y'all know they serious about that football. Mm-hmm. So they start football camp early. And so um, it was good for us to take a look at all different parts, but him communicating to that or us early helped us to be able to plan, you know, things for our family, but also for Michael as well. Yeah. The quarterly and semi-annual, you know, big conversations, yeah. um, those are, those are very intentional conversations yeah. just because again, Kids are not the only one changing. Mm-hmm. Adults, parents, we change too. Yeah. Life changes. More kids get in the mix. More complex schedules, work schedules. Yeah. So it's really important just to communicate, hey, listen, uh, I know six months ago we had a conversation. Just want to see, is there anything big going on? Yeah. Is there anything that we need to plan for? Is mm-hmm. there anything material changes that are going on? And really make that such an intentional conversation yeah. of, hey, I just want to be prepared. I want yeah. you to feel like you can you know, live the life that you want to live, but let's just stay in communication together. Yeah. And so again, you guys, just to kind of recap, you want to have regular communication with your co-parent, um, but also planning um, quarterly or semi-annual uh, meetings, so to speak, are really important. And I would include the step-parents on those. If yeah. it's if you're not, if the step-parents are not included on a regular basis, again, everyone's situation is different. Some mm-hmm. people, we have a text message thread where all four of us are on it together. Um, and then there's times when I just communicate with, um, you know, Michael's dad, just me and mm-hmm. him. So whatever works for your blended family and your co-parenting relationship, having regular conversations, but also setting a time 
you know, those semi-annual or quarterly mm-hmm. um, conversations to kind of look at the season that you're in, like, hey, school's fixing to start, you know, what's going on with the schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. the things like that, vacations, holidays. And so again, when you can sit down and do that and have that intentional communication, it provides less opportunity, one for the enemy to come in and just Mm -hmm. breed any, um, confusion, disunity, or disruption. Um, but it gives you guys a roadmap of, Hey, this is what our season is, is potentially going to look like life Mm -hmm. happens you know, and things can change during the season. But when we are intentional about communicating with our co-parent, it's just going to provide um, better stability and um, just opportunity to for everyone to be on the same page. Well, and you, you, you touched on it before, and kind of the last thing that we're going to go into in this podcast is we've talked a lot about you know, communication, and we've assumed that this is two willing parties. Uh, and, yeah. you know, like, hey, we're going to communicate better. Great, let's make a plan. And that's awesome. But we know that a lot of people are in situations where they're like, we cannot communicate. Absolutely. Especially, you know, in new blended family situations where maybe the, the, the pain of divorce is very, very real and very raw or there's still a lot of, you know, animosity and and maybe even hatred towards each other. Yeah. So I'm glad you talked about communicating with and using the step parents to communicate because a lot of times that takes a lot of the emotion out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that that we've been in that scenario before where it's like, hey, me and and Michael's dad communicate and we have a good relationship and could speak. Uh, So it made it a lot easier just to communicate schedules and little things. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're in that situation, don't uh, don't hesitate to to lean on your spouse. Be like, hey, help us communicate. Yeah. But I know that there are situations where uh, communication is needed, and but it's just not healthy. So we're going to look at some ways that that we can do uh, do communication through through technology, right? So that you don't you take a little bit of the emotion out of it. Sure. Um, and then we're going to talk about where you know the ex just refuses to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've talked about before on previous podcasts, and we talk about it more in our book, is you know you might consider technology based communication where you can have shared calendars or yeah. text message based type communication or email things like that. Chat thing. Um, you know, there's there's so many different things that you can yeah. use. Um, just a couple that we recommend are there's the My Family Wizard, um, which mm-hmm. um, I know in Texas is a big one, but also, the Family Core is another yeah. uh, app that recently came out here in the past year or so um, that uh, that you can use to one you can share the children's calendars. You can upload, you know, medical receipts. You can yeah. do financial things through there. It has chat available where you can send messages back and forth to uh, your ex spouse to be able to communicate. And even if they don't respond. Um, you guys, at least you're doing your part to let them know what is going on. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to speak into that for a second. If you have an ex-spouse where your relationship may be high conflict or you just do not see eye to eye, you can't get along, maybe there's some verbal abuse that's going on, Mm -hmm. um, you still doing your part to say, hey, Susie and Johnny, this is what's going on. You guys, um, your faithfulness to to do that and to just... um, just love like Jesus does in those situations, which I know can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, God's going to honor that. And um, at the end of the day, you're doing what's best for your child. You're letting your child know, uh, you're letting your ex-spouse know this is what's going on. Um, so regardless of what they say or what they do, continue to parent, um, continue to parent. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I love that you talked about that because I know there are a lot of people who tune into our podcast that literally, you know, when we talk about fire seasons, I mean, they're in the middle of the fire season and they're thinking, there's no way I got to co-parent mm-hmm. with this person. I can't do it. They don't want to do it. Uh, so what is the first step? How do I How do I just even start bridging the gap? Yeah. Well, a lot of times in in in, in high conflict spouses, there's there's a lot of fear that's associated with the fact that I don't have my kids and you have them, mm-hmm. or I have them and you don't have them. Yeah. So really, what this is is you look at it as an olive branch. You look at it like, hey, I'm just going to it, you know because I'm thinking in, in my brain, I'm like, okay, you lose these technologies. Well, how do I even start? asking or telling my ex-spouse, hey, we're going to go use my family wizard. Yeah. Really what I would do in that situation is I would download it, I'd create an account, and I would start pouring into that in terms of what's going on with my children. Mm -hmm. And then I would literally just send a text to my ex-spouse and say, everything that is going on with the kids is on this app. Mm -hmm. If you want to download it and Mm -hmm. log in, great. I'm going to continue to update that. Yeah. And it's just extending... It's starting the healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about communication, and and that may be twenty steps down the road, and this may be step one mm-hmm. of like, what can I do today as I'm listening to this to start communication patterns? And that may be just downloading an app or make sure you're sending an email. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you guys, um, you know, maybe you're in a situation, and we kind of touched on this a little bit from uh, part one mm-hmm. of this series was, you know, maybe reaching out to, uh, if you have to, you know, go back into the legal system or at least speak with your lawyer or mediator and say, Hey, can we maybe yeah. need to make an amendment or put it into the papers that state like, Hey, we're not communicating. Is there, you know, and have that court ordered where you have to use the app yeah. um, so that you can keep that communication going. Because again, when you can have communication and healthy communication, our children can thrive in those environments, but sometimes, um, it's not. So, you know, any type of communication, um, you know, that's still good too. Yeah. And the, the last thing or really would be the first thing that I would tell you to do is just pray for this situation. Uh, again, you know, I know a lot of times with, unhealthy co-parenting, the last thing we want to do is start using our quiet time with Jesus to pray about this situation, because we want to think about the good things that are going on, or maybe our new relationship or this new family. And I just encourage you to pray for your ex-spouse, pray for your own heart, uh, because all of this is possible. Yeah, It may not happen tomorrow, but it is possible. God can heal those heal those wounds and he can move you forward. So yeah. uh, don't lose hope and just continue to, to, to move on. Yeah. And you guys, I love this uh, scripture in Proverbs and it's Proverbs 8. Um, it's 832 and it says, blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction and be wise and do not gl- neglect it. And so hmm. um, again, regardless of what our ex-spouse says or does, yeah. we're just continuing to be obedient to God's word and what it says about you know, loving our neighbors, loving ourselves, mm-hmm. um, forgiveness for praying for one another. When we're um, obedient in God's word, you guys, it's going to march us out of any wilderness mm-hmm. season that we're going through. Um, and it's just going to allow us to have that peace that only comes from him because God is peace. And so mm-hmm. I love that you said that, Scott. Um, and just continue, you know, as you're trying to build healthier communication with your ex-spouse. Just remember that. Just remember that mm-hmm. you have God's word here. Um, and there's going to be good days. Yeah. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be good seasons. There's going to be not so good seasons, um, co-parenting. Um, but we have God's word to help us and instruct us. Yeah. 
All right, guys. So we're going to complete this podcast on communication. Next week, we're going to be diving into discipline, which is literally, I think, one of my favorite topics to dive into because there's so much there when it comes to a healthy discipline pattern. Yeah. Uh, because kids, man, they they try to they try to get away with some stuff. Yeah, they do. So uh, again, thanks so much for being here with us. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it's encouraged you yeah. in a way that will enhance your communication with your ex-spouse. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. Take care. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.